We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hey everyone, I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. And she's Brenda. Hi everyone. And he's Grogu, and we're on the road with Mickey. This is episode 119 for April 25th, 2022. And our feature topic this week is how changes in technology have changed the rides. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be a lot of fun because we're going to be taking a look back as well as a look forward and seeing all the things that... Um, that how the rides have kind of changed over time, you know? So I think we're going to have a fun episode. But first, we're going to start with our cheddar from the Big Cheese. And Brenda, I gave it to you first because we have some Guardian of the Galaxy info. So share it away. Guardians of the Galaxy is just so <laughs> awesome. I mean, all the movies. And let me tell you, one of the best things about the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are the songs that are in it that they brought back like the first time I ever saw the Guardians of the Galaxy movie all my years came rushing back fantastic and younger of course some of those songs came out when I was a little kid but the music is the best in Guardians of the Galaxy and over at the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which we can't wait to ride in June, the team has revealed their list of six songs that will be part of the experience. They are September, Disco Inferno, Conga, Everyone Wants to Rule the World, Iran, One Way or Another, and You Won't Know Until the Ride Starts, which one you'll get. Wait, so they're... There's like six possibilities. They don't all show up in the same thing. I don't think Apparently so. so. You know how when wow. you ride rock and roller coaster, well, you may not, but when you ride rock and roller coaster, you don't always get the same song by Aerosmith. Right. Really? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. I am so excited about this ride. I can't even see straight. <laughs> all right. Oh, great. Okay, Sophie, your turn. Yep, my turn. Take us to California. Yay! This is over on the West Coast, Disney's California Adventure. Welcomed World of Color back this past Friday, April 22nd. Everyone that's listened know that I love that show, and I'm glad to hear it's back. Great. So now we have to plan a trip over to California again. Yeah, or... Google World of Color on YouTube and watch it that way. Oh, that's <laughs> not the same. <laughs> it is much less expensive. You're right. <laughs> All right. Well, switching switching topics over to the movie side. I saw just the other day the second trailer for the movie Lightyear. And that's the origin story for Buzz Lightyear, remember? The trailer is really good, and I think the movie will be too. And it premieres on June seventeenth. And June seventeenth, oh. as everyone knows, <laughs> that's the day 
that we are at Walt Disney World. Yay, that's our arrival day! Yay! Yay! So none of you spoil it if you arrive the day after. Yay! Right, right. So that is our cheddar from the big cheese. And now we are going to talk about how changes in technology have changed the rides. And I have um, a little bit of a history because I know Sophie loves her history. Yeah, and Brenda does too. I do. And you know, I wanted to talk about how things were when Walt Disney World first opened. So when Walt Disney World first opened, they had a set way of doing rides that that were already developed and in some cases the rides were imported from other places and one key example that I'm thinking about is Prince Charming Regal Carousel. You know, Prince Charming Regal Carousel was actually built in 1917 by the Philadelphia Toboggan Company. And before it ended up at Walt Disney World, it enjoyed runs at Belle Isle Park in Detroit, Michigan. And then it was moved over to Olympic Park in Irvington, New Jersey, before being bought by Disney in 1967. Yay! And I mean, if you just think about it, that ride is 105 years old now. Yeah. It's still perfect. And it's still perfect, yeah. But, you know, many of the early Disney attractions focused on how the Disney Imagineers would take common things and put them to extraordinary use in making a ride come to life. And some key examples are the use of, you know, the mirrors in the Haunted Mansion. You know, to make the ghosts project and the use of lights and that that color crinkly wrapping type paper. Yeah, it's like crepe paper or something. Yeah, Yeah. that that gave that gives the illusion of fire in Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, But back then, everything still all those concepts still revolved around mechanical rides that didn't vary from one ride to another. But. With the advancement of computers, that changed how rides could be designed and how the technology really changed how attraction junkies like us were able to experience the rides. And that's what we're going to talk about today. How these rides revolutionized the way we think about rides. And, you know, as, as I was thinking about this topic, one of the first things that came to mind for me was... The Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Well, yeah. you know, and I know I got three people, Grogu, Sophie, Brenda, yeah. that are Tower of Terror fanatics. Fanatics. Absolutely. And they told me, well, no, they didn't tell me anything, but I knew that the computer that drives the elevators in Tower of Terror always randomly picks how far it's going to drop and then how far it goes up and then when it's going to drop again and when it's going to go up and and how much that's going to happen is all computer driven so when you ride tower of terror the first time you ride it you'll get one experience the second time you might get a completely different experience yeah even though it still you know scares the bejeebies out of me (laughs) so so that to me is that's just one example about the tower of terror right yep so that was a great example 
Well, good. I'm sorry I stole your example then, Brenda. You're fine. <laughs> you know, that was well done. Thank you. You know, my my whole take on the whole technology on the rides thing is the fact that when I get when I personally get on the ride, it still works. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess so. That's that actually leads into the story of what happened right before we hit record on this episode, didn't it? <laughs> it happens every day of my life, all day long. Oh, yeah. goodness. Technical Technology div- doesn't like me. <laughs> That's why we're Disney here. riding a ride. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think at that point, it just decides to give you a break from being such a pain. everything is magical at Disney. Yeah. Yep. That's right. It's not technology. It's magic. Why are we talking oh. about technology? Well, this is magic. Okay. Scrap this episode. <laughs> the magic of Disney. That's the topic. <laughs> oh, anyway. Boy. You know, um, looking at Star Tours, that's another one that I have a list of. Um, you know, original Star Tours. Star Tours was very very much stagnant it was the same thing over and over and over again but then they came out with the movies like the the prequels and when they did that um, i think that's when they made the change to star tours to incorporate some of those those worlds into star tours and they were able to to incorporate the computers and and the magic of disney there you go, Sophie. <laughs> into yep. into the experience. So you never knew a who was going to be the rebel spy. That was me. Thank you very much. Woo! My husband was me. <laughs> See, Butch and I, you know, yeah. copacetic that way. That's right. <laughs> um, copacetic. Copacetic. Not copathetic. <laughs> I mean. If that works rebels, too, though. If the shoe too. fits. If the yeah, shoe if you're fits. rebels, then yeah. But then um, you also didn't know what world you were going to go to on your star tour. You know, you didn't know where you were going until you started. Mm-hmm. So, so those sorts of things to me, it's all because of the because of the computer. They're able to to randomly pick different scenarios and where you're going and what you're seeing and everything yeah. like that. Do, don't you agree, Sophie? Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. It They made it so that it feels different every time. Right. And that's the whole, that's the whole key. You know, yep. it's not the same thing over and over again. And I know in many cases it is the same thing and that's okay. Because, you know, like a roller coaster, it, it revolves around specific track. You have a track layout, so you're going to go up here, you're going to go down there, and, you know, there's not much they can do to vary that. But, but they, but, you know, for things like this that are computer driven and, and stuff like that, they're in that, that involve imagery as well as, as, as well as a story or whatever um, and a car and a movement you can get into more mm-hmm. more variations so yeah get different uh, experiences even when you plan just the same trip yeah yep. you know um, 
Let's be real. It doesn't matter what you do. Every single trip at Disney is going to be different. And it does not. There's nothing you can do to make two exactly the same trips. And that's why it's good to keep on going back. That's right. Yeah. That is right. You know, um, and you're right. Um, There is always something different that we experience each trip. So. But Sophie... You like Toy Story Mania, right? I do. I do. Yeah. And the thing about Toy Story Mania is that it's not the um the ride itself that makes it different every time. It's the fact that it's interactive. So it's the humans that are interacting with the ride that make it different every single time. Because that's the part of it that, um, that's how the ride works. It's a game, and you don't play a game the exact same way every single time because then the game gets boring. So I, what am I trying to say here? I don't really know. I like it because I like to interact with it, and I also enjoy trying my best to beat daddy and no matter what you tell me daddy i do beat you at toy story mania i don't yeah, care you what do. you say yeah, yeah well no institution that makes it so much fun it's like exactly trying, trying to beat yeah. the other guy yeah no matter who it is you know a lot of times i will win on points but i don't think i've ever won on accuracy and this last time we did it Sophie won on points and mommy won on accuracy. Yeah. Because let, let's face it, mommy is not going like she's like boop, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. You know? Bullseye, bullseye, you know? bullseye. You know? <laughs> and, and I saw That's a meme the other day about Toy Story and it was so true. It said Toy Story Mania is not a ride, it's a workout. <laughs> Yes, yes. By the time I get off that thing, my arms arms are so sore. I know they are so sore. The issue is that when I have to switch to my left hand just to finish. Yeah. The issue is that whenever I have to switch hands in order to actually give my. I am a right handed girl, so I have to use my right hand to um, To aim. And then yes. when I switch to my left hand aiming, my accuracy goes way down. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. understand that. Yeah. So, but, but what's it's so really much fun. cool, what's really cool though about Toy Story Mania is that the computer behind it, they can change the games really quickly. So, yeah. from a, you know, thinking back to, to, a renovation or refurbishment cycle the refurbishment cycle for the for twistery mania in theory is less because it's a lot easier to to fix you know and change out a scene and a game right. that you're playing and so you don't have to worry about reprogramming all that and things like that so in yeah. theory at least your refurbishment for twistery mania should be less because of that so yeah so i think that's i think that's neat too such Um, a fun ride yeah and it is a fun ride it is a fun ride to to see yourself shrunk down to the size of andy's toy i am not your mother 
<laughs> I am not your mother. Break those plates. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> Good one, yeah. guys. Yeah. Oh, God. So much fun. Yay. Yeah. And then, of course, Toy Story Mania is one of the best rides at Hollywood Studios, but almost equally so, there's also Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is actually one of the ones that I'm extremely excited to talk about, just because the ride itself, it features a whole new um, way of, like, track. It, yeah. It doesn't yes. feature a track at all. It features these things called Omnimovers. Mm -hmm. And over here in um, the Americas, that is a very new concept. We don't have a lot of those. We have them in Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and we have them in Rise of the Resistant and, and Re Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Those are the only three. But over in, like, Shanghai Disney and Ho Disneyland Hong Kong and Tokyo Disneyland, those are so common. And that's where we got them from. And it's amazing to see, like, things even down to the technology or the magic, sorry, are so <laughs> different over in these other parks than they are here. Yeah, we're evolving. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And and exactly right. The technology and the magic that makes the ride for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, how you split apart from everyone else, but then at the end, it, it you know to quote Goofy in a different ride, it's automatically done. That's know? right. Um, and he was just talking about the doors for Philhar Magic, but you know same concept. They they do it automatically. That's right. And so That's and then one. you're yeah. back together. So. Yep, and you're another thing that I realized with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. You could um get into the first cart or the first train car of uh, that train and when you all come back together you could be in the last cart from the train they don't really? come back in the same order oh i didn't know that i have always yeah. i have always come back in the same order must have been by coincidence oh yeah because the last two times i mean the last few times i read them like my first time writing it, I didn't really notice it. We were in the second car and I think we came back in the third car and I was like, wait a minute. And then <laughs> I made a note to keep track of it. And when I, when I wrote it again, we got into like the, the third car or something and we came back together as the first car right in front of right behind oh, wow. Goofy's train. It's crazy. I didn't yeah. realize that. I don't I think always I've come ever back noticed the same. that. Yeah, I don't yep. think I ever noticed that. So I'm going to have to figure that definitely out. Definitely pay attention to that and see where we go. Yeah. Because yeah. I, hadn't, I hadn't realized that. I thought you came in, you left as the first car, you would come back as the first car because they would, I don't know how they wouldn't have any sort of accidents otherwise. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. You know? So, well, I'm curious. I want to see. I really want to see if that happens. Yep. So, but yeah, Mickey and Minnie 
Runaway Railway is just a prime example of how the technology has really, has really, really evolved and and really has expanded the the fun that we have on our rides. You know, mm-hmm. so and you know another one. Um, just you mentioned it, Sophie, but Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You know, it, it's you take it. And you're looking at it from it's a similar process to what you have with like a Soren or yeah. a Flight of Passage or right. or a Star Tours, you know, those sorts of things where you're in a you're in a vehicle of some sort, but you also have imagery that you're looking at. And the thing that the thing that the attraction does is it really makes it feel like you are going so much further than I think you really are. I don't think you're, I don't think we're hardly going at all. Yeah. I think a lot of it's illusion, but it yeah. it's well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, thinking about back to, back to previous ride, Ellen's energy adventure, you know, it's yeah. not going to be guardian, you know, yeah. that was a huge building and you were in a car and you actually were moving throughout the building to see the different scenes. Right. But in, in Remy, you know, you're really, you're seeing the, the video come at you and it feels like yeah. you're moving like crazy, but I feel like you're probably moving. And I don't know, I got, I would, I would be real curious to see if we could find out, but it feels like you're moving maybe max, 25 feet <laughs> yeah yeah you know so it, it's just those sorts of things the illusions and how they how they yeah that that harkens back to the original stuff that was based on the illusion but it also it, it still works because of the technology making it just feel so much more so than than it did before yeah yeah it's just my thought I agree totally. So, um, now, you know, one thing we haven't even talked about yet, um, and perhaps I should have at the beginning, was the audio animatronics. Oh, yeah. You know, and and those, obviously, audio animatronics have been around forever. Yeah, forever. Uh, we have... Um, we have the Enchanted Tiki Room. We have the, um, give me some other ones. Pirates has audio animatronics. Yeah, the Hall of President. I mean, everything. Uh, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of them that have audio animatronics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they've been around forever. Um, but from what I understand, and I'm no, I'm no scientist or imagineer, more importantly. I'm not an imagineer. Um, but from what I understand, Hondo Anaka of Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run is the most advanced audio animatronic that Disney has ever created. Is that, did I hear that correctly? I, don't I know. thought it was the, um, the giant avatar lady ah. that they had in the Navi River journey. Okay. That that could be. I might be wrong. I'm not certain. Yeah, I'm not 
I'm not quite sure either. I remembered us like watching a Pixar documentary, not a Pixar documentary, a documentary about the animatronics sometime after the Pandora world came out, but I think this was before. Smuggler's oh, Run? It was. Yeah. Yeah, it was so that's smuggler. from what I heard, but it may be something different now. It may be the Hano, Hondo Onaka animatronic. Okay. Either way, you're right, though. I hadn't even thought about about her um, in, yeah. in Navi because she yeah. is really, really intense. Yeah, and, and I look <coughs> like they've shown a close-up look at her. She has the skin membrane over her um animatronic nice. thing and it's apparently it does feel soft and squishy like human skin and wow. it moves when she talks because she can talk yeah and then it's with hondo, with mm-hmm. hondo you got i mean he looks like exactly what you would expect him to look like and yeah talks exactly like you expect him to talk and and you don't look at him as, oh, well, he's just a robot. <laughs> you right, know, right. you don't see him that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, That's and sure. then, and then you get into the ride itself and with Smuggler's Run, you know, you've got the Easter egg that we've talked about previously. How if you have everyone and you do everything the right way, you hold your tongue the right way, then you activate Chewy mode. And I've, I've yet to hear it, but I would love to hear it one day. <laughs> I've heard it, but I I made the cast member aggravated because I kept pressing all the buttons when he was telling me to get in my seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> so you I, actually I did was, activate that it. That was though. my like going in, that was my objective. Press all the buttons right away. So he's like, seat seatbelts, ma'am, seatbelts, ma'am. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but you did activate it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. How did it cool. change your ride experience? I just thought it was cool. Yeah. Wow. So you had no idea what he was saying. Oh, well, heck no. I, no, I know, don't either. I'm like sub Star Wars knowledge anyway. You know what I mean? Like that is not, that's not well, my thing. Like I know, am Marvel, you know? Yeah. At university, you didn't, they didn't have. Chewbacca language as one no, of your electives. So. No, <laughs> you know I didn't realize how much I paid for such little education. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> I think we need to go back to school just to learn Chewbacca language. That's Wookie, <laughs> just to yeah, learn Wookie. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Put that on my to-do list. Yep. All right. Pretty so. good ride, though. It is it a is. great ride. It is a great ride. So, talk to me, if you would, about Rise of the Resistance. Okay, so there is just one thing I want to point out with the animatronics and Rise of the Resistance. Okay. Just because of the way that the attraction starts and you are actually, like, with real people. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I thought for the longest time that a lot of those animatronics in that ride were real actors. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know even the stormtroopers, when you first enter into the, um, 
the First Order ship and all those stormtroopers are just standing there with their guns looking at you, like, you know that they can't possibly just pay a bunch of people to stand there in those armor, in that armor all day being a part of the ride, but it felt like they were real people. As well as there's this one point in time where Finn is like hiding behind some cargo things when you get into the ride. It looked like he was a real person and I was like, how on earth is he not scared that one of these Omnimovers is going to run him over? It yeah. was wow. Well, and even the project, is it projection technology that Ray is? What is uh, I think is so. It? I mean, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, it is. that what, Ray what looks like she's, projections. yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think the only one in the, um, I think the only one that I knew immediately was an animatronic in that entire ride was Kylo Ren. That was the only one, and that was just because of the fact that there was an explosion that happened behind him, and all he did was sort of flail his arms around. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I think I get so caught up in the experience that I miss the little details. And that's what I need to focus myself on. Next time we ride Rise of the Resistance, I need to make sure that I focus on these little details because I'm missing them. Yeah. And and I don't and I think I I think perhaps the same thing, but don't even realize it. And so so there's anyway. so much going on on that ride. Yeah. I it's just amazing. I just yeah. I just love that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just so well done. Yeah. So many different levels of now. That's why it breaks down a lot, though. Things go wrong a lot. Yeah, and that and you're right. That that's an ins that's a interesting thing to bring up is that the technology isn't always your friend. No, it's not. No. I can verify I mean... that for sure. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I had guests recently, and this is this is why you know planning another Disney trip is you know there's always something else to do is my guest recently after the ride had been closed for a problem when it reopened, they missed the whole first part where they're taking it. And then the wall, you know, all they missed all that. They went straight to walking to the second part. Right. So and that's, and that's miss, exactly good what to, good to write it again. mentioned that too. Yeah. So yeah. that's why you write it again. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, and and um, unless you YouTube it or whatever, you may not realize that you missed a step. Right. So, yeah. And and in that in that regard, when you do experience it with the full thing, you're like, oh my gosh, they just changed the ride. Yeah. You know? And not realizing that the first time there was a malfunction and you had to go. Yeah, I remember when we were going to ride it the first time, we got all the way right up to where we would go into the first part of it. And they said, sorry, the the system's acting up and we're going to scan you and you get a you get an instant return time when it reopens. But we have no idea when that's going to be. And fortunately, it all worked out and we were able to experience it. Yeah. 
My first yeah. time too. We were in the line for a long time, and then it broke down. And they told us we could stay in the line. They didn't know how long it would be, and or you could leave, which is out of the question when that happens. And then, like five minutes later, cast members are coming in with with bags of chips in a big tray and giving them to everybody and bringing bottled waters for everybody. Wow! It oh, was wow. it was Disney. Yeah, you know? that was Disney above you know and I'm beyond. Exactly. They care we about talked their about guests. above and beyond. Yep. yep, they care about their guests, and that's the best part about it. Exactly. And, you know, I had this shirt on that first trip. Nice. And we were we were walking, and it was a point where we would go, and we would turn and loop back. And there was a cast member there, and without blinking, without batting an eye, he points over here. He goes, this is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And I'm like, you know, corny humor is my thing. So That's I was right. like, way to that, go. Well played. Well played. Yep. <laughs> that is the best. So, but, um, you know, I have one more attraction on our list. Unless yep. you guys add others. But I did want to, uh, did want to talk about Avatar Flight of Passage. Um. Now, that is a great ride. For sure. Kind of out of order a little bit, because maybe we should have talked about it when we talked about the audio animatronic from Navi, but... Well, that um, wasn't on our list. Oh. Yeah. I didn't put it on the list because I was thinking of it as just a boat ride, you know? Yeah. But, you know, it is more than just a boat ride, but it, it doesn't... The technology doesn't change the experience, really. Yeah. But with That's with Navi, I mean, with Flight of Passage, you go through the whole the pre-show. Yeah. You know, and you're and you're standing in a spot, and you see how you're, you know, adapt how you adapt and how you work with, you know, to become one and how it works for you and all that. And yeah, you have to be matched. Yeah, so so it's got that at least the illusion of technology that makes you work with with the Banshee, you know. Yeah. Yep. So, but it yeah. is a great ride. I mean, and, the way that thing breathes. I mean, it. I just it, everything. It's yeah. just every sense. It's like it touches every sense. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It oh, does. So beautiful. It does. Yeah. It does. And and oh, that ride is like heaven. It yeah. sure is. It is. A, it's a great ride. So it's totally worth it. If you've never experienced it, you need to. Next time you're there, you need to make a point to experience it. For sure. So. Because it really is a very unique experience, and you feel like you are flying. Yeah, you know, even more so, I think, than Sorn. Oh, for yeah, sure. Wait, yeah. definitely, so. definitely. Um, Yay. I I don't know that I have any other truly technology changing rides at Disney that I could mm. that I could think of. Am I missing any? I mean, we we think roller coasters mostly, and Space the, Mountain is 
I mean, I think of Space Mountain as being technology because it was the most technologically advanced anything for a long time. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we already talked about the um, the way they made it look like fire in the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? But did you know that the fire effect was so realistic when they first um showed it that um the people who saw it and were in charge of making sure the ride was safe was like, you can't have that. This needs to be shut down. And they were like, wait, wait, it's just paper. It's yeah. not really fire. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that story. And and there's some there's some debate as to whether that actually happened or if that's an urban legend, but it's a great story nonetheless. And I yeah. I wanna I I choose to believe that that actually did happen because the realism of it, especially if you think about Disneyland's pirates opened what Brenda in the sixties? Think so. Yep. So a long time ago and yeah. that that would have been cutting edge you for know? sure yeah so for sure exactly masters of illusion yeah um but you know one thing that i did notice is predominantly in in my thinking anyway it feels like most of the truly ch- technology changing rides are over at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and maybe it's just the way the development happened, the development cycles, but it feels like those are the things that's where they're they're heading to, you know. I I know not exactly cuz Remy you yeah. know. Yeah. Remy has well, and the uh the projection technology on the Frozen ride, you know how they're all projected. Yeah, that's true. That's that's, that's true. cool that they're able to do that. So, but as far as um, Magic Kingdom goes, typically, you're think to me to my thinking anyway, Magic Kingdom is is perfect for its originality and its its original settings. You know. Yeah. You know what yep. I mean. Yeah. So, yes. so there's not as many rides there where the technology truly is like is ride changing in my in my thinking anyway. So, any other attractions we need to talk about? Um, not that I can think of. I can't think of any. I wonder if the listeners are going to remember any that we didn't remember, and I hope they write in if they do because. Sometimes I, I'm like in my mind I'm going like around the park, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't mean that I'm not going to miss any. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad we had this this conversation, and it is time. I'm going to wrap it up on our feature topic, and now it is time for this day in Disney history. So, Sophie, what do you have for us? Yay! All right. Well, I have. Three things, and they happened between the year 2000 and the year 2003. Okay. The first of these happened on April 25th, 2000, and that was that Disney's live musical stage production, The Lion King, 
opens in Toronto, Canada. It's not the movie. It is the Broadway version of it. Well, not the Broadway, but it's a um a live theatrical musical. stage. Yeah. yeah. Stage production. Yeah. And awesome. then on that same day, the ASCAP Film and Television Awards are announced at the Beverly Hilton in Los Angeles, California. Among the winners for the most performed songs from motion pictures is You'll Be In My Heart, written by Phil Collins from Tarzan. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. yeah. And among the winners for the top box office films are Toy Story 2, Tarzan, and Inspector Gadget. Good stuff. I think we should take a moment to wish Phil Collins the very best of luck as he retires and hope that his health continues and gets better yeah. and he's been such a huge part of disney movies oh, absolutely yeah. absolutely and yes absolutely let's wish him best in, in in the next season of his life you know yeah yep so all right and do you have anything else sophie and then finally in 2003 i have one more the 10th annual Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival kicks off at Walt Disney World. Yay! Wow. Such a beautiful festival, my goodness. Yep. So, so the Flower and Garden has been going since 1993? Yep, that's what it says. I had no idea. I did not either. Zero, zero idea that it had been going that long. So that means that next year is going to be its 30th anniversary. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, I wonder what they're going to do for that one. They'll do something special for it. Probably. All right, then. Okay. That's all I have. Well, I have something for you, ladies. Oh, here and it comes, Sophie. Oh, my character this week. Oh, I didn't underline my clues. <laughs> I, I oh no! So, this character—can you hear me? Okay. Yep, I yeah. can hear you. This character is loyal, humorous, carefree, thoughtful, and courageous. Loyal, humorous, carefree, thoughtful, and courageous. Uh-huh. He is not the main character, by the way. That's mm -hmm. a freebie. You're welcome. <laughs> but the, So he's not the main character of his movie. But he is the main character's best friend and sidekick. And this character is always looking out for his brave, but sometimes foolhardy friend. This is a tough one, I think. Dachshund from the Great Mouse Detective. No, but that's a good guess. Hmm. Is it Thumper? No. I know it's not Olaf. We did him, right? Yes, it is not Olaf. This is a 
an older Disney movie. Happy? You mean, no, it's not that old. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay, mean... do the one clue again that had all the adjectives in it. Okay. Loyal. Humorous. Carefree. Thoughtful. And courageous. Gus Gus? No. It could be so many. Timon? Boomba? It could be so many. It's an older movie. Yeah. Uh oh. I'm stumped. So um, am I. Think about. Well, let's see here. I don't have enough info on this. It could be so many people. I mean, it could be so many. It could be, yeah. So. I think we're stumped, Daddy. I think you win this time. I'm going to win this one? Okay. Well, I I don't have any way to make it to where you could pull it out, I don't think. So. Mm. Um. The character, well, no, I want to give you the movie and you see if you can figure out the character. Oh, she'll definitely get this one then. The movie is Robin Hood. Little John. That's right. Little John. Very good. Best friend and sidekick. Foolhardy friend for Robin Hood. Walking through the forest, picking up... Goodness. So it's a little blurb, you know. It says, and I told you the first the first adjectives are the part of the first sentence. It says, Little John is Robin's best friend and sidekick. He is always looking out for his brave but sometimes foolhardy friend. Unlike yeah. Robin, who takes risks, little John is cautious. He thinks out the potential consequences of his actions and tries to make Robin do the same. And I didn't have enough text in there to really, I guess I could have. um, You could have sang doing this and this and that and having such a good time. I don't know the words on the song. Anyway, (laughs) it's Little John from the movie Robin Hood. Very good. Very good, Sophie. Uh, you know, Sophie, you. that one really, I mean, it could have been so, we could have literally guessed all day long. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that was still great that you got it that quickly when he said what this <laughs> Oh, but that was a dead giveaway. Well, you know what? I still think you're awesome. Thank so you, I. Aunt Brenda. <laughs> well, you're supposed to think I'm awesome, Daddy. You're my dad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got partial ownership in that stuff. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that takes us to Aunt Brenda. All right. And a little bit of Walt. Well, last week, I think I did a quote on children. And today, I did another one. So, here it Go comes. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> the way to keep children out of trouble is to keep them interested in things. Lecturing to children is no answer to delinquency. Preaching won't keep kids out of trouble, but keeping their minds occupied will. Absolutely. And that reminds me of what I heard growing up. Idle minds are the devil's workshop. Yeah. Yep. Keep them busy. Keep them busy. Yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Well, that wraps us up for this week. Coming up next week, we are starting a new two-part series. And we are taking a look at the lands of the Magic Kingdom. We're going to each cover a land each week for the next two weeks. So Sophie is taking on Liberty Square, right? Yes, no. No, no, no. Brenda's doing Liberty Square. Sophie's going to do Fantasyland. And I'm going to look at Adventureland next week. And we're going to list at least five things from each land that we really like about that land. And then the following week, we're going to do part two of this, of that series. And Sophie is going to take Frontierland. And Brenda is going to take Tomorrowland. And I'm going to take Main Street USA. And the same thing. So the next two weeks, we're going to be focusing on the Magic Kingdom and each of their lands. And I thought of this because before you joined us, Brenda, Sophie and I did a two-part series on the world, on the the pavilions, the World Showcase pavilions. And we went all the way around World Showcase as, as part of that. And we had so much fun with that. And I realized that there's so much we can do on that kind of scale for all the all the areas so i think we're going to start incorporating some of that into some of our episodes in the future so i think so too yeah like one a quarter or something because there's so many yeah so many things to share so that's what there's so much to share and that's what we've got coming up next week so i'm mike she's sophie that's brenda he's grogu wave grogu there you go And we're on the road with Mickey, and we hope you have a great week, and we will see you on the road. road. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.